Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. No Ashton again? No. She's skiving. What's she doing? She's plopping in Europe. Plopping in Europe. She's got holiday plops. Your, your, your plop. Your, your plop. plop. Not my plop. Not your, it's not your plop. It's our plop. And her plops. And her plop. Because she's in Europe. No, Ashton's having a wonderful holiday. We hope she's having a great time. She'll be back next week. Yeah. Until then, though, it's us. It is. It's us. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Get over it, though. Uh, if you haven't gone and watched our wrestling Prove It video yet, you should go and watch it. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And everyone who's watched it has said it's amazing and the best thing they've ever seen on the internet. So they sort of, I mean, they've, I don't know if anyone's, I'm sure, well, I believe you that people have definitely said that, but uh, people have certainly been, say, I feel like we've had more positive comments than we normally would. Like people have gone out of their way on Twitter to tweet mm. us about it, which they yeah. don't tend to do. Except maybe for worse games or something like that. But yeah. you know, we've had actual tweets come through say just wanted to say that was a really good video. Yeah. So people have said that. You should watch it. You're missing out, quite frankly, and you don't want that FOMO, do you? So you best go and watch Prove It, mm. the return of Prove It, uh, where WWE 2K22 taught us how to be wrestlers. It's out now. Go and watch it, please. Thanks. Thank you. Peter, yeah. this is our video game podcast. Each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. It yeah. helps us to keep the lights on, which is ironic because when we came into this room, one of the lights actually turned off. Yes. Uh, so that's, we you know, need more sponsors. We need more sponsors. It's a good thing that they're all real and you've got a very real one written in front of you right now. I have. Well, it's not written, but I've oh. memorized it. Okay. They sent it to you by a, a te telepathy. A psychic waves. Yes. It's uh, Ashton sort of this one out for us oh okay that's good of just her. before she went away on her your plop mm -hmm. uh, trip mm -hmm. um and it ties into the prove it we just did right um so there's a new game coming out um all about wrestling mm. um it's officially licensed mm. it's called double poo double poo e poo k 20 poo brilliant um, uh what's it about it's about ashton becoming a wrestler okay um 
and she's got the plops mm. and that's the kind of the main trial slash tribulation that she has to go through go go poo go poo this yeah. sounds uh, no that's an anime isn't it go yeah, poo it is, isn't it yeah. that sounds amazing Dragon Ball Wii I can't wait <laughs> yeah me stop. neither I can't wait for this uh, it's it's gonna be good when's it out um now now it came out it sort of comes out After when you tea. don't want it to yeah. right okay yeah. Uh, quite kind of rapidly mm. uh, it came out it was a surprise mm-hmm. so uh, yeah there you go yeah, um, some people think it sounds you know kind of juvenile it's kind of like the thing, I don't think so something that w- a, a, a child would come up with in the playground well you know Nintendo released a console called the Pooh of course they did so, the Nintendo Pooh so, so let's not beat around the bush here no let's not uh, the, the, uh, there's only one issue yes which is that it's not real ah for god's sake Oh no! You get me every time. I got you. Quick question. Yeah. Did you not realise it was your turn to sponsor and sort of panicked and and maybe adapted that from our brief discussion about the prove it just now? I mean, I'm not suggesting that. You know, the only two things we talked about so far mm-hmm. on the podcast were Ashton's plops and WWE, uh, and that I put those two things together to come up with a sponsor. I'm yeah. not suggesting that. No. Well, it's time for question one. Right. Uh, this is from Stukalicious, who says, Heidi Ho, Bap, I'm currently one trophy away from the Platinum Trophy for Resident Evil Village. Mm. That trophy uh, is for getting S ranks in... Sranks. Sranks in all levels of the Mercenaries mode. Now, sadly for me, I don't enjoy Mercenaries mode, and also, I'm bloody awful at it. Ah. So it looks like I won't be getting the plat. Do you think trophies for things outside of the main game slash story, and in parentheses it says online trophies, for example, should be on a different list, like DLC trophies? Keep up the great work, and hey... Thank you for being you, dabs. There we are. Thank you, Stu Calicious. Congratulations on nearly getting your platinum trophy. Yes. This conversation definitely applies to achievements as well. Mm, uh, yeah, well particularly in the case of Resident Evil Village, which is a multi-platform game. Yes. Uh, I pretty much agree with Stu Calicious, specifically in the case uh, of online trophies. Mm. I think that, I mean... It's no secret that I'm not a platinum hunter and Ben is a bit of a platinum hunter uh, or collector. But either way... The hunter's cooler. You can yeah, be a platinum so. killer, something, mm, yeah. something like that. Decimator. Mm. Uh, I uh, still am of the opinion that online trophies particularly should not contribute towards a platinum because uh, if you are perhaps playing a game late, years down the line... Mm-hmm. The servers might have closed entirely, or even if they haven't, the matchmaking, you know, the, the number of players might be really low. Uh, so it's difficult for you to get some of those online trophies, which is a real shame. Maybe, I mean, some games allow you to get online trophies playing just with your friends in like mm. a private match, but some of them don't. Depends from, you know, varies from game to game. Uh, and even, you know, there's the issue of if you're setting out, like say you were going for a platinum trophy and you have like a list of everything you need to do and that's what you're focusing on. You're not playing the game to play the game necessarily in this case. Um, and you think, all right, well, I need to now win like 10 games of Capture the Flag. Sometimes games, they don't have like a Capture the Flag playlist. They have like objective mode and so sometimes you'll be put in a capture the flag match and sometimes you'll be put in a king of the hill match and sometimes you know something else so that's an inconvenience to you if you're trying to go for 
for example, capture the flag victories and you're not even being put into that kind of match type, you know, that's certainly difficult. I mean, that's from my experience playing Halo, definitely. I don't know how common that is in, in other like online shooters, for example. But I think it's worth putting online only trophies in a separate list. They shouldn't contribute towards the platinum. Uh, Ooh. Our monitor's flickering, but it's probably okay. Is it a monitor issue or is it a camera? I'm assuming it's a monitor issue. I think the whole monitor went off, including. Oh, oh no. Is no, that a I think it issue? might be the camera. Ooh, this is intriguing, isn't it? Um, if you're not watching this, and even if you are, you may not be able to see this, but we, we record in OBS, which is hooked up to our camera that's over there. Yeah. Uh, and the entire thing is sort of flickering green, or it was briefly. Green and black. Yeah. What do we think that is? Should I just try removing and plugging it? We can keep recording. This will just be interesting for people watching at home. Yeah, it will be. Oh, oh it just did it. Oh, oh, now it's frozen. Oh, I look like I've had a real, I'm having a really <laughs> tough time. Hang on. <laughs> Let me just see if it's a cable that's loaded. It probably, I think there is a cable issue with that camera. So it's probably just that. If you maybe pull it all the way out. It's pulled all the way out. Right. Yeah. I'm going to put it back in now. Oh. I can try and reapply. Yeah, maybe maybe disable it and then re-enable it. What's going on here, eh? Oh, oh, that's you. Yeah, you're back. I'm back. Well, you're not back because you're standing no, there. Okay. <laughs> Were you waiting for you, <laughs> you to appear? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can keep all of that ink here, and we don't have a producer who sits in here live like Cultaholic. No, because, we can't uh, afford one. Quite frankly, that's uh, it's just unnecessary, isn't it? Because we can sort ourselves. Because we're multi-talented, you know, we can do everything. So we're clever. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, Peter. Uh, well, the only other thing I was going to add to that was, yeah, as I say, it certainly I think it should apply for online trophies, um, online-only trophies, but. I don't know necessarily. I understand the reasons why they would put a trophy for something like mercenaries mode. Mm. You know, the whole idea is they're trying to clearly they're trying to encourage people to play certain yeah. game types and you know try things that maybe ordinarily they wouldn't be that bothered about. I never really sat down and gave mercenaries a go after finishing uh, Resi Village, and if I was a bit of a trophy hunter, fiend, killer, killer, then maybe I would have done. So I can at least see why they do it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. There's there's kind of a case for both uh, there. But I certainly think online stuff should be in its own list. Totally agree. Um, I think this is very much part of the intended experience. So no, I don't think it should be spun off into its own sub list. Uh, a recent example of this f for me, at least, because I didn't play Resi Village. Uh, what is is WWE Poo K Twenty Poo Twenty Poo, um, which has this horrible card game in it. Mm. That I don't know anybody that likes it, but I'm sure people are playing it, but it's certainly not what it's like an ultimate team kind of thing. It's certainly right. not what I want to do with my time with WWE Poo, Poo, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it has a load of like more trophies, pretty much as many trophies as like the career mode associated okay. with it. They really want people to play it. Yeah. I don't. It's, it's practically the only thing standing in the way from me getting the platinum. Right. But equally, it is, I, I can, I can not like the fact that the trophies are there. I can question the wisdom to yeah. put so many trophies for this mode, but I still think that they, it's part of the intended experience. It's part of the game. DLC gets its own stuff. Online trophies, I think, shouldn't exist full stop. Yeah. Because as you say, service gets switched off. There's so many games, like countless games now that are impossible yeah. to get all the achievements the for. You can't get the platinum for just because it's gone. Um, one in particular that I, I think might actually be the hardest 
platinum trophy I've ever got, not because of difficulty, but because I had to get it through sheer attrition alone, which I believe was the was the platinum trophy for Singularity on PS3, oh, right, yeah. which I really enjoyed that game. It came out around the time Call of Duty Modern Warfare changed the game mm. multi- online multiplayer wise for 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 console shooters so every console shooter had to have some crap multiplayer mode stuffed in there yeah singularity had one which was monsters versus people i tried to get the platinum in that several years after the game had come out there were maybe six people max playing it in the entire world and i legitimately had to leave my console on for hours at a time and just be in the same room. I was at university at the time, so it was fine. Right. But I had to be in the same room uh, as the console just to wait to see if the lobby would... There would only ever be one game going, and it would always be the same people. You needed to and fill you, up. you just had to wait for enough people to join so that the game could start. And it was something ridiculous, like get, get so many kills as this monster, get so many kills as this class. And there were so many trophies. It was, I don't know... I definitely wouldn't have the time to do it now. Yeah. But it was just one of those, I was much younger and I had nothing on things. But the servers were dead. Shouldn't be online trophies. They shouldn't exist. No. Uh, Best of luck with mercenaries mode, though. But if you're not enjoying it, you know, life is short. Play something else. Yeah. Stunt it. it. Stunt it. Stunt. Ashton again, missing out on a brand new section. Yeah. That's true. What Uh, a silly Billy. It's called and is about what we play in. Oh. Nearly did a... A shuffle, but I'm not going to. No. No. This section is unproven and doesn't yet deserve it. No. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Peter, you've been all over this week. Have you had time for stuff? I've not. Um, (laughs) No. We're... I might have had time if we'd recorded this on Thursday, which is the day we normally record. Yes, we should clarify what on earth's going on, because there is a state of play tomorrow evening yes. at the time of recording not that we'd have, we usually record thursday mornings so mm. there's a state so of play thursday anyway, evening we wouldn't yeah we would have missed anyway but it's a wednesday currently yeah um because we have two days off at the end of the week um the queen's week, evolving the queen is evolving into uh nido nido queen very good yeah. that's great well done uh and uh so it means we've had less than a week since the last time and just after the previous recording i went away to see family and do things do wedding things and uh, I've simply, simply not been able to play. I nearly, I was supposed to play KO the Kangaroo mm. last night when I got back from my trip. Which is how that's pronounced, by the way. KO, because he's a boxer, you see? Bam. Even though it's spelled cow. Cow the Kangaroo. Uh, I was supposed to play that, um, but I got back later than I expected and I just just did not have time. Uh, so I think I even said at the previous uh, on the previous podcast that by, by next week i'll have played that so but in fact by the time this goes out i'll have been playing that no that didn't happen no chance i've been too busy but i will now definitely have been playing it uh by the time this episode goes out i'm gonna give it a go this weekend uh in fact there may well have been if all goes according to plan uh there's probably a, a quipscope out on the channel about it mm. that i i may have presented solo so uh you know and solo yeah han solo uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of filling here because I played nothing yeah. and now it's Ben's turn to talk about the things that he did play. 
Ben, what did you play? I will tell you, Peter Austin. Mm-hmm. I have played more Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I didn't have, a, I haven't had a huge amount of time to hop into it, but I'm on Chapter Nine now. I've just got to Wall Market, which, of course, you're very familiar with. Walmart, you, you, yeah, yeah, you know exactly it's what I'm talking about. Owned by the same company as ASDA. Yeah, I think. Yes, they are ASDA Walmart. Mm. Yes, uh, Wool Walmart made of sheep's wool. Mm. I uh, have just done the section where Cloud gets a hand massage and makes noises like he is having. The time of his life. Whoa. Yes. It's uh, a deeply uncomfortable, very Japanese moment that's mm. not in the original game. And oh. it, it, the dialogue could be... It's, it's, it's intentional, but clearly the English translators have had fun with it, where the dialogue could be stripped out. You could not see anything that's happening, and you could assume that there was an entirely different scenario I playing see. out. But he's just having his hand massage, and at the end he goes... <laughs> but far sexier than that or maybe not as sexy as that because oh, that was pretty sexy that was um, sexy. basically he uh, yes I don't know what's a fun way to say that I don't know if there's a fun way I can say that without it being too crude yeah I don't know don't look at me I I quite often throw out crude stuff um, willy nearly yes so he does a uh, a hand time mm-hmm and he gets a hand job is what that's precisely what i meant thank you there we are that's that's exactly what i was going to say and he climaxes and that's the end of that that's where i got up to last night okay it's as well that it wasn't in the original game because their hands are so big yeah it would be really weird yeah strangely though the woman that does it is called madame m who was my french teacher at school oh same person <laughs> it was her. that's madame m she's it hang on what um so yeah that was cool uh so i've got that far that's always a memorable bit i think i'm about to do the bit where i've got to find a dress for clouds so you know oh, that's yeah. always that's always a fun I time that bit and he's got to do a dance in the honeybee inn and it's mm-hmm. a rhythm action mini game yeah which is fantastic so i'm looking forward to playing more of that but that's how far i've got did they change any of the honeybee in did they did they think any of it was kind of they have changed it from because there's there were some scenes in the original that have not aged great where yeah. Cloud gets into a like a hot tub yeah, full of men right. and he's full like Ugh. yeah uh, and they were like hey that's join not us. there anymore it's just sort of like uh, it's very much implied that it's a brothel but it's, yeah it's very upmarket and very exclusive mm. and uh, it's you get asked because I've visited already but you're not allowed in yet um, are there any uh, honey girls or honey boys that catch your eye. Right. So it's a brothel. Yeah. Um, and I think you get to have a look in some of the rooms, not that you see anything, but they're just like sexy rooms right. with beds in them. Yeah. And then there's also like a big cabaret show that they put on. It's just a big, just the, the whole place is, yes, the whole place is just, it's it's a, it's a temple to debauchery. That's the yeah. whole point. There's like, there's no law in there that the government's sort of given up and it's called Wall Market because as I actually paid attention to Aerith's dialogue last night, it's called Wall Market because the government just put a wall around it and they couldn't be bothered to, to oh. manage it anymore. So there we are. It's run by a Don. Uh, Don Cornea. Exactly. Yeah, that's I'm, the one. I'm aware of some of this stuff. Don, Don Cornea uh, with his big eye. Yeah. And uh, and that, there's the honeybee in. So yeah, that's, that's that. I'll report back on that next time. I'm mm. sure Ashton will want to no, I don't know how far she got in the remake in the end. So she might not have gotten there, but she would Very love Ashton that bit. kind of scene. She really. would love that bit. Moment, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, apart from that, I've played Wonderlands. Finally. Oh, yeah. Had a friend up. I think I'm like level maybe 15, 16 now. Um, it is reskinned Borderlands 3, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. It actually runs, which is nice. Okay. Uh, because, you know, 
as well documented on this podcast, the release of Borderlands 3, it was it didn't run great on PS4 at all. The, the menus, menus work, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, there's still a lot of... It's got all the problems Borderlands 3 had, right. except the humor is, I feel, far more hit and miss and uh, uh, a lot more groan-inducing. I don't hate okay. it quite as much as Ashton does, I don't think. Yeah. I'm still enjoying it, and I intend to play more of it with my friend, uh, but it is it is reskinned Borderlands 3, so okay. that, your mileage will vary. You're going to be collecting all those dice, trying <sighs> to get those D20s and... Um, yeah, maybe. Get the platinum. I always look... I, if I see one, I go for it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get the platinum. Okay. We'll see, we'll see how we get on. Um, DLC's been uninspiring as well so far, mm. so... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've got the Platinum Trophy in The Last Dead End, which is a terrible horror game okay. um, made with some Azerbaijan Arts Fund, according to the right. opening crawl. Um, did that on on a charity stream over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, also played a little bit of The Quiet Man, which was a Square Enix published game. I don't right. know if you heard about this. I've heard the name of it. You play as a deaf protagonist, but it's like a really weird arty game where half of it is FMV mm. and the other half is silent gameplay where you beat the crap out of the same three men in different locations because they just reuse the same character models right it's and there's no subtitling it's really bizarre Mm -hmm. it's very it takes a lot of swings and lands none of them at all it's rubbish and not good i didn't play much of it uh but there we are and square enix sold their western they saw this and thought this is the we can we can do this forever. Yeah, this is great. Um, I've got the platinum in a game called the Pigeon P. Pigeon P. The letter, the letter P. P. The letter P. Okay, and it's one of those easy trophy games where you the the it's clearly been translated and the 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 the, the copy is something like give a gift to the passing cars. And it's like, okay, am I going to plop on the cars? Is mm-hmm. that what's going to happen? It's it's nothing like that. It's just a it, image of a pigeon sat on a, like really, you're really close on the pigeon. Camera's close on the pigeon, right. sat on like a telegraph pole. You can't see any cars. And you have to press X to give a present. And right. that's it. You don't see if it hits anything. Okay. You just make the, you press X to make the pigeon poo. However, you can also press R2 or hold R2. And you can do thousands of poos a minute that way just by holding R2. So you can rubber band your controller. Not even that. You don't even have to do it for that long because I think you have to do maybe 10,000 poos to get the platinum. Now, if you're hammering X, that's going to take a while. If you're holding R2 and it's the number's just going up really quick, you can get it in like two minutes. Wow. It's not good. But what is exciting is that it's part of a larger universe of games. There's the cow C, there's the pig P, there's the rabbit R or something like that. It may not be a rabbit one, but they've made basically five identical games named very similarly for about £1.50 each. With different letters. With different letters. It's like the ABCU. It's a cinematic universe. Yes. The old McDonald had a farm universe. Yeah. It's rubbish, obviously, and uh, I bought it because I was very drunk. Um, okay. And I don't regret it. No, the that pigeon, sounds like a bargain. The Pigeon P. Maybe look it up if you want a nice, easy trophy or achievement. It's probably on Xbox, maybe. I like how you're quick to say, it's the letter P. It's not P as in urine. It's not But pig, it is a game but about... It is about pooing. Pooing. It is about giving gifts to the passing cars. At so. And finally... A little bit of Minecraft. Oh, yeah. And that's all I've played. Lovely. Went in search of a village 
absolutely just ripped everything out, including the kitchen sink, and then went back to my house and set it up how I wanted. Excellent. That's what I maybe killed playing a couple of them as well. No, 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 playing oh, right. a, uh, in uh, playing two player, mm-hmm. uh, split screen, which on a smaller TV. It's so hard. You can't change the size of the HUD. You Split cannot, screen Minecraft isn't great. You cannot see mm. any of the icons. It's not yeah. ideal. Yeah. But there we are. That's what I've been playing. It's time for question two. Mm-hmm. This comes from Josh Ainsworth, who says, Yo, Bap, I've never really been one for replaying games after completion outside of one or two RPG exceptions. However, I'm currently hooked on a new game plus playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses. And Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm. or Fire Emblem Three houses and loving the bonuses i get for replaying it making it feel like a new game entirely have there been any games you've enjoyed more on a second playthrough or or new game plus playthrough in comparison to when you feel for flipping x sorry in comparison to when you first finished said game thanks josh thanks josh thanks josh i've only really um persisted with one new game plus i've I've played various games that have it as an option but i've never really been that tempted to give it a go i tend to always launch a new game plus to see exactly how it's set up because sometimes you have all your items that you finished with sometimes you know they strip your items away but maybe you still have your stats or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it works in different ways in different games but uh so i always have a look at what the setup is but the only one I've really played through to completion is Resident Evil 4. Okay. Where I believe you do, you get your items essentially stripped from you, but depending on how you're doing in your game plus, sometimes it will put like a new bonus weapon in your inventory and then the rest of it is just the stuff you would normally start with. Uh, there are things for sale at the shop. Uh, that weren't available the first time round. You can you've probably unlocked new outfits by then as well. So there are it's not so different really, and you don't build stats or anything in that game because um, the only thing you can you, you that you do build up throughout Resi Four is your health gauge. But I believe that resets as well in New Game Plus. Uh, it's been a long time since I played it though. But the question actually that Josh asks is whether there's a game that you've enjoyed more on New Game Plus um, than the kind of first playthrough that you did. And I wouldn't say necessarily that I did. I think it's a very different experience. You tend to be far more overpowered, especially once you reach the merchant and start buying, you know, the unlimited rocket launcher, or maybe that's already in your inventory. But there's there's all kinds of weapons like, you know, there's one that... uh, shoots like electricity and just kills everything in like a whole arc in front of you and uh it's so it's a lot of fun but it's i appreciate resident evil 4 for its survival horror-esque uh mechanics i know it's you know far more action oriented than some of the previous games Mm. or all of the previous games really um, so it's it's not quite the survival horror experience as uh, some of the earlier uh, installments, but I still it still has that those moments of like you know it's a bit spooky and oh I'm up against it I don't have much ammo left and so on and so forth and that's what I like the most about Resident Evil Four despite the action packed scenes. So playing a new game plus when you are you know almost a god is not necessarily a more enjoyable experience. So I suppose the short answer, Josh, is no. I've never mm. played a game with a new game plus that I've enjoyed more than the original. Hmm. Um, but in a different way, I did enjoy the Resi 4 yeah. plus. I think I might agree. Yeah. I can't say outside of going for trophies, I've never really gone for a new game plus. Mm. Uh, and certainly my new game plus 
experiences when going for trophies are it's a far more truncated experience where I'm just where I'm skipping cutscenes mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to like get to the bit I need to get to 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 buy something like the last item I need yeah. or whatever that that I might have missed the first time around. Um, there are a couple of games that New Game Plus has always been a part of it. I know it's become really popular to patch certain games to have New Game mm-hmm. Plus modes. I think The Witcher Three, God of War, got a New Game Plus patch i'm fairly sure as well when uh, as soon after that came out uh certainly spider-man got a new game plus option yeah. as well um or maybe i t- tell you what maybe spider-man i don't think it's so difficult though because i really enjoyed the new game plus because i played it on the new difficulty as well because they added a new right. new difficulty which did have a separate trophy thing mm-hmm. um and i loved playing it through on whatever the hell ultimate difficulty whatever it was that they patched in on new game plus i had a really good time but i don't think i had more fun than i did the first time around because Mm. half the fun of most of the games that i usually play come from the story and the characters exactly and so i don't think there will ever be a time where i've play where i will play a new game plus and enjoy it as much i'll still probably really enjoy myself but i i there are a lot of games that I would give my right foot if I could get the opportunity to play it through blind again. Yeah, you know, play forget. it for the first time. Mm. Um, a couple of games that I've got a couple of games here that that don't really count for the question, but games that I have replayed of my own accord right. and enjoyed just as much, if not more. Mm. That being Persona Four Golden and Persona Five Royal. Uh, certainly, the Dark Souls or just the FromSoft games in general, all have New Game Plus built into them. They just cycle over usually immediately. Um, I think I've I've played up to New Game Plus 2 or 3 on a couple of them, but certainly starting new characters and playing them through with different builds. The first time I did a pure strength build was so much fun. Uh, I think maybe in, in Dark Souls 2 was the first time I did that, and I just gave my character a, a giant club mm-hmm. it's the first time i really understood how the the level the, the weapon scaling works in dark souls as it pertains to your own character's level so there are weapons that will have s rank scaling with a certain skill right. so i look up what is the best what's what's the best weapon for a strength build and there's say a club that has s S rank scaling with strength just means that if you have a really high strength stat, it'll it'll do that much more damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just did a build around that, and that was so much fun. And that was not New Game Plus, but it was a brand new playthrough of a game that I'd already played before. Right. So yeah, that's I've gone around the woods there, just like just like you did. Yeah. But I think the answer's no, Josh. Mm-hmm. I don't think there will ever be a new game plus that I'll enjoy as much as the original. But I think New Game Plus is is fantastic. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And more games should have it, really, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what carries over. I'm not sure that money should carry over because then you can just go to the first vendor and buy everything. Yeah, <laughs> it know? depends what what the whole point of the new game plus is. Like sometimes you can tell they've just put it in there for you to run around and have a wild time yeah uh, but sometimes it's in there as like a, a next level challenge sort of thing mm. and in, in those instances yeah money shouldn't carry over maybe even your items shouldn't carry over and you should start from scratch again but with maybe just your stats or whatever but yeah uh, yeah to have just everything it, it has to be that that is very much a you are god now enjoy playing this a second time and yeah. just decimating everyone so it's a certain kind of experience i 
one new game plus that I wasn't a fan of actually, although you know it, it may well be par for the course and may have been the same in the original, uh, was Demon's Souls, the PS5 right. remakes new game plus. I didn't play much of it because I just started a different character at that point and mm. played it through again for the first time. But while the all the enemies get harder, they hit harder and they have much higher health. The items remained the same, which meant that you're going into New Game Plus with your end game character fighting enemies that are much harder. You've got a much bigger health bar than you would normally have at that point in the game. Yeah. And you're still getting the weakest healing items, oh, right. which unless you have a huge stockpile from the previous playthrough can potentially leave you absolutely buggered in yeah. that you can't really heal because you don't have, a, in Demon's Souls, you don't have a flask like you do in Dark Souls where you sit down and you get them all back. Mm. It's a consumable item. So if you're only picking up the weakest healing items, you could be buggered. Right. You could, you could, it could absolutely ruin your playthrough. I suppose that's part of the risk. But also, how hard would it have been to just maybe move the items around yeah. a little bit, you know? Uh, oh, actually... Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm -hmm. It's not New Game Plus, but once you've played one playthrough, you can play the other one, right? Or you can choose yeah. either of them first time because that was really fun going in and the items being in a different place. Yeah. And different things happening. Yeah, apparently, I mean, I only played each one. I played as like Leon first and then Claire second. Um, but um, apparently, depending on what you took... And what you left the first time you played, it changes what's like in the in the police precinct, for example. That's very cool. I don't know if it's I, like I don't think it's just that you know any Leon campaign has different items to uh, a Claire campaign. I think like your your first time does affect the second time. That's right. What I read at the time. So that's a sort of new game plus, even mm. if both campaigns are available. To, to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I enjoyed one more than the other. That would probably be entirely based on which order you play them. Yeah. That's that's up to you. That's mm. not that's not the game doing that. Uh, but that was a really good New Game Plus, if you want to count it as New Game Plus. Yeah. It so, will have had one as well, I'm sure, because I think Resident Evil games tend to have New Game Plus. But yeah. 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 Well, there we are. It's time for weird news. Oh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Uh, remember, you can submit your weird video game news to us on Facebook and be a dick about it, or you can submit it to us on Twitter. Uh, some people just leaving some really cool comments under the Facebook post. You know, we asked you all to go there, and that's really sweet. But you can you can be polite. You know, you don't have to. You have the right to say what you want. But remember, you can always not say it. When you say submit on Facebook and be a dick about it, I think it's or be a dick about it. Because like, there's people who, people either left links to news stories, mm. which is great, or they just put a comment saying, you're, you're crap. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I love Facebook. It's yeah. genuinely my favorite place filled with the best people. Mm. But we do check it for your weird news if you submit it underneath the little picture. So do feel free to use that. I know some people don't have Twitter, but obviously, you know, Twitter is somehow nicer than Facebook, yeah. in my experience. Mm. So there we are. Uh, weird News is, of course, brought to you by our fantastic podcast producers. I don't think we spoke about Patreon at the start either. We might not have done. We were so distracted by uh, the fact that we had to restart the thing because our thing broke. We had to restart the thing because yeah, our thing broke. Our thing broke, so we restarted. And I don't think we ended up talking about that. Wow, that's weird. Mm. Maybe we should talk about it here. But we're not sponsored by WW. Double poo. Double, double poo, double poo, we, two, no, poo, K, 20 poo. Thank you. Uh, we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Ooh, team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. There's loads of other tiers available, including one where you can become a podcast producer. Mm. And we're going to shout out the podcast producers right now. Yeah. Nathan, Josh Plain, G.Y. Goliath, Sean Legg, Corey Duffel, Janet Wicks, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Elbonet, Katie Jarrod, and Gabrielle Philipping. Thank you so much, podcast producers. Remember, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who submitted weird news and not the people who are unhelpful on Facebook. No. Well done for not saying Janet Wicks. I, I was so do. tempted. Mm. I was tempted when I added it to the running order and and uh, I'm going to do it. I just did it. <gasps> Janet Wicks. Weeks. Weeks. Sorry, Janet. Thank you for your support. Thank you, Janet, very much. Um, so this is a story submitted by uh, Bartek Kubica, uh, who uh, has an IGN tale for us by Ryan Dinsdale. I thought you might bring this one. Yeah, I wasn't going to, actually. I nearly brought another one, mm. but it ended up being really short. Stephen Skodes submitted one. It was, I think it was an IGN article uh, that's uh, about... Nintendo Switches that are available for about £3. Well, they're not, though. It was a scam. The headline right. was like, Nintendo says to South African consumers that £3, $4 Switches are, quote, a scam. Right. They were like 60 Rand, is it, they have in South Africa, I think. Okay. Um, and it is some kind of scam. Anyway, oh dear. oh, dear. But it was a really short article in the end, so I thought, let's have this one. Final Fantasy X's, or 10's, Blitzball minigame is now Star Wars canon. Excellent. Weirdly. Excellent. Comma, weirdly. Uh, Subheading is just Worlds Collide. Uh, and Ryan, Ryan Dinsdale. The Blitzball minigame from Final Fantasy X is now, weirdly, an official part of Star Wars canon. The fantastical sport, which is essentially underwater hockey played by the inhabitants of, is it Spira or Sp Spira? Spira, I think. 
in Final Fantasy X, is mentioned in Star Wars Brotherhood, a novel focusing on the adventures of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi during the Clone Wars. As spotted by GamesRadar, author Mike Chen shared a series of Easter eggs from the novel on Twitter below, revealing that he is a huge fan of Blitzball and therefore included it in the novel. We've now got an embedded tweet from Mike Chen who says... Number five, so this is a thread of various Easter eggs. Mm. Number five, when I needed world-building answers fast, searching took forever. I found it much easier to just ask at Kelly underscore Knox on Twitter about the most obscure stuff. She'd often send me photos from DK reference books within minutes. That's why Noxy Kel is assisting Jocasta New in the archives. Okay, I don't think we needed that context tweet there, but the next okay. one is number six. There's a reference to a sport called Blitzball played in a local lake. Blitzball is basically underwater hockey played as a minigame in Final Fantasy X. As a former NHL writer, I freaking loved Blitzball and spent hours winning leagues. Incredible. It's only a fleeting reference, continues the article, but the sport is mentioned as something played in a local lake. Chen confirms that uh, this isn't a coincidence and comes straight from Final Fantasy, saying he's a big fan of hockey and therefore loved the minigame. It's not the only video game reference in the book, uh, though the other one is much more on brand. A Jedi called Jaro Tapar from the original video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Don't know where I got the word original from there. I just inserted that okay. myself. Yeah. Is mentioned in the book and is seen with a, quote, red-haired youngling who Chen confirms to be Fallen Order protagonist Cal. Oh. There are several other references and Easter eggs included in Star Wars Brotherhood that Chen unpacks in his thread, including the basis of some plot points, such as the giant space corgis being based on his dog. There will likely be several more references hidden within the ever-growing franchise, with last week uh, weekend's Star Wars Celebration revealing new shows and or uh, the new Jedi Survivor game, Mandalorian Season 3, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Uh, it's now officially in Star Wars Blitzball. Mm. That is very weird. It is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure that there's no kind of... You, you probably can't... Well, I don't know. what what At what point does it become an issue that you've, like, lifted something from someone else's property? I suppose as long as he doesn't call it Blitzball and he just refers to some underwater I ball game. I think it's game. referred to as Blitzball. I mean, that feels like it would be copyrighted to it an extent. It seems like it would be, because that's it's not just something that happens in one game either. It's like Blitzball is kind of... It's a semi-iconic part of Final Fantasy, I would say. I think it's referenced mm. in Kingdom Hearts as well. Almost so it's like certainly. They, I think Hearts, they, yeah. you know, they're they're quite proud of. Um, there's a reference to a sport called Blitzball played in a local lake. He he says Chen says, and I think elsewhere in the article it says this is not a coincidence. Chen confirms this isn't a coincidence and comes straight from Final Fantasy. I think it's called Blitzball in the book. If he calls it Blitzball, then that might cause issues. Yeah, uh, but I guess it is Blitzball from Final Fantasy. From Final Fantasy, it was played a lot on the planet Fantasia. Said Obi Wan to Anakin. Yeah, um, I guess it probably just comes down to whether. Square Enix are just sort of flattered, like, oh, that's nice, thanks, and then just leave it. Yeah. It's just sort of probably their choice whether they do anything about that. I mean, it's a Star Wars book, so I can't imagine it's going to it's gonna sell, obviously, yeah. but I can't imagine as a book it's going to have that much excitement around it. Uh, it might no. do now, but, you know, yeah. Square Enix could come after and go, we want a cut of that book sale for the one mention of Blitzball. Yeah. 
I think it's a semi significant, but I, I think of of recent book uh, uh, re- reveals releases is mm. the word I'm looking for. Uh, I think it's a f- relatively big one, but yeah. Just do, do you want to know what this means? What was this? Dis- Disney are buying Square Enix. That's what it means. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's what it means. That's true. Actually, Disney have you know own Star Wars, and Disney have a relationship via. Kingdom Hearts yes. with Final Fantasy. It's time to buy Square Enix. So that might be how they're able to get away it's, with it. Mark my words, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm. My weird news yes. comes courtesy of Bartek again and Samuel oh. Benson. Okay. We've, got, we've we've double Bartek ourselves. And he's asking and he's question, asking question three, three as well. Bartek, stand down. <laughs> You're everywhere. Okay. This is an article from VGC, Video Games Chronicle. Written by Chris Scullion. And the title is The French government has banned English gaming terms like streaming and esports. Banned? Banned. Oh my gosh. Uh, it does clarify what that means. Uh, the French government has ordered its staff to no longer use English video game terms like streaming and esports. Agence France, France Presse reports via The Guardian that the, ju- le, <laughs> the Journal Officiel de la République Française. Française, the government's gov- the country's governmental gazette, which publishes major legal information, has overhauled the rules on using English tech jargon. The decision has reportedly been made in an attempt to preserve the purity of the French language and to ensure... Yeah, I know, the purity is a bit of a... It's not a good one. And to ensure that game players in France don't use anglicized terms for activities and concepts that can be explained in French. According to the Culture Ministry, these uh, English terms could be a barrier to understanding for people who don't play games regularly, and the French terms are preferred because it lets the population communicate more easily. But a word is a word. Yep. Examples given include the replacement of the term pro-gamer with jouer jouer professionnel. Wow. Yeah. Replacing streamer with jouer animateur. Animateur en direct, which roughly translates to live player host, and replacing cloud gaming with jeu vidéo en nuage. The term cloud, I assume. The term esports, meanwhile, should now be referred to in France as jeu vidéo de compétition, which simply translates to video game competition. Although French language watchdog the Académie Française uh, regularly warns that the French language is in danger of being diluted by English terms, the fact that these na- uh, these new game-related changes have been posted in the government's official journal means they're binding on French government workers. This means that while it's not illegal for French citizens to use the anglicized terms, government workers can now no longer use them in an official capacity. Right, yeah. So that is fascinating because on the one hand, I sort of understand maybe wanting to make sure that official government wording uses French terminology instead, yeah. of, instead of the English, especially if there's one already. But you are 100% correct in that a word is already a word and the kind of people who are already using the anglicized terms are precisely the only people who will ever talk about these things yeah. anyway. And they exist in an online capacity. The, the the internet brings all kinds of people together. And if they start referring to streaming and esports as jeu professionnel when they're talking about pro gamers and stuff, I think people could, they, you know, they can translate into English if they want, but they're not going to be able to communicate with everyone else as easily. I think like a couple of those terms, maybe like pro gamer, I'm not really precious about. Like mm. you can call it what you like and 
by all means have a, an equivalent, you know, in your own language. But esports, that's like a global term, isn't yeah. it? I mean, perhaps in uh, like East Asia, where it's very popular, I don't know if they say esports in a, in a kind mm. of anglicized term. Maybe there is a more like localized word over there. But, you know, it's very, a lot of the world knows what esports means. And yeah. that's just, that's just the word. It's like email is an English sounding word, electronic mail. Mm. I suspect that most of the world uses the phrase email and doesn't worry about the the fact that it has English roots. Um, I might be wrong about that. But yeah, we don't assume. No. However, this does seem perhaps a little unnecessary because I don't, th I think the first, the very first person who cares enough about cloud gaming, esports, pro gamers, etc., to want to get into it, but their first interaction is with official government wording, which uses all the French terms. As soon as the very first moment that they come into contact with someone else who already knows about this stuff, they will be corrected. Yeah. Or they that person will not understand what they're talking about. No. I think this is only really going to serve to create more confusion. If we have any French viewers slash listeners though, please let us know what you think. Yeah. Do you are you are you do you use those terms anyway? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'd be interested to learn. Do you think we'll see um uh Eve come out at some Ubisoft uh yeah. panel and say in English, we're so excited to bring you our new Je video de, de, de cloud, Nimbus, whatever cloud was. I've already forgotten uh, what cloud gaming Nuage. Was. Nuage. Our Rainbow Six uh, gaming competition yeah. is, is really getting very excited. And everyone goes, what? Mm. What excited? Exciting. Um, I get it. Especially for gov official government official, yeah, guidance. I like that's that's fine. It, I don't think it's gonna influence anyone to not use those terms because no. they exist in yeah, they exist in an online world. I and everyone know, else is already speaking like that. I don't know if the French government are coming up with their own terms for like scrub lord and yeah, noob. noob. <laughs> yeah. Noob noob. Just with a little hat on it. No, yeah. That's probably not how you use a hat. Don't know. Anyway, I don't even know what it's called apart from a hat. A hat. Uh, so shall we move on yes. to question three? This is from Bartek Kubica. Bartek, thank you. Thank you, Bartek. Hey, PB, or ciao, BPA. Uh, no, she's not here. Not Do here. you have any rituals relating to starting and finishing the game, it says? Mm -hmm. Any game, presumably. The game. Before I sit down and start a new game, dishes and laundry must be done, apartment clean, plus... I cannot be hungry. In addition, I noticed that I prefer to finish a game relatively early in the day. Sooner the better. See ya, walruses. Thank you, Bartek. I would certainly say I wouldn't sit down and play a game if I was hungry because my first priority would be food time. Mm. I'm going to go and eat. Um, so I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I'd play hungry. I don't have it in my head, though, as a kind of a checklist thing that like I must make sure I am fueled. Um, but no, I don't know if I have a, a huge amount of rituals or things that must be done. Probably the only thing when starting a new game more than finishing uh, is that I want to know that I'm not going to be disturbed, like volume wise. I don't mind someone being in the room. And when I say someone, I clearly mean the one person I live with, my yes. fiance. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mind, you know, Amy being around or, or anything like that. But we've got quite a noisy living room door. And we leave it shut all the time. 
um, because it's a drafty room and it immediately gets cold if that door is open. Uh, so basically, if she's going to be coming in and out, she will be having to open this very loud door that is next to our TV. Mm. And if I'm playing a new game and I want to obviously keep up with the story, then I want to be able to hear everything that's going on. Um, I, I, I usually have subtitles on on games anyway, if I can enable them. But uh, even so, I would want to know that Amy is probably going to be settled, whether she's upstairs or downstairs, even if she's right next to me. Don't mind that, but I just don't really want the door clonking around. Um, so, yeah, I would just want to know that I'm not going to miss anything, miss any audio or dialogue. Yeah. Um, so that would be the main thing, particularly, as I say, with a new game. Ben? Well, if it's in the evening after work, I have to have done some exercise, mm. uh, showered, eaten, then I will play. Right. And I don't like to... I I never come straight in. I never come straight home and play video games. I never come no, straight home and watch TV. I always do stuff first, and it's usually exercise. I'll come home and I'll exercise, then I'll shower, then I'll eat. I don't like to eat and play games. So usually the, I'll I'll have something on the TV while I'm exercising, and then I'll probably finish whatever that is while I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Then I'll play. If I'm going to play a game, then I'll play a game. At a weekend, if I'm around, then if it's a Saturday, I get all my chores done. I, right. I tidy round. If I have to go up into town for anything, I do that first. Then I come home. Then I sit down and play games until whatever is I need to do is happening. It's very rare that even on a, a weekend that I will wake up, walk through from my bedroom and then just sit down and play games. Yeah, that I wouldn't do that is, That is uncommon. I don't normally do that unless I have people over, in which case if we're there to play games, then yeah. maybe we'll just sit straight down and play games. But that is unlikely. I always feel like... Now, as an old man, I feel that games are, are a re reward. Mm. Uh, you got to do you got to eat your vegetables before you have your dessert. Yeah. And so, if there's anything I need to do, I do it mm. as soon as possible, and then and then I can do stuff. Because then right. I can I can play video games consequence and guilt free. It's ga it's game time. Mm -hmm. Nothing in my way. Game time. Yeah. So on a weekday, I I mean I hadn't really thought about it until you said it, but I would not play games until like evening evening time like i i will i would never play games before i've had my tea yes i'd come in mm -hmm. and yeah i would also do what needed to be done then have something to eat and then then i know because the other thing is like if i start a game at, when i come through the door which i wouldn't normally do yeah i know that because i also don't eat and play games at the same time I'm only going to be able to play for like an hour and then I'm going to have to stop so I can have me tea. So um don't know why I'm saying it like that, but have, <laughs> well, have me dinner. Um, so that's as much as, uh, you know, that's as good a reason as any to wait until after I've eaten before I start playing because I'll just have to stop after about an hour and uh, have something to eat. So, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's how it works in the adult world, sadly. Mm. I'm looking forward to, though, this bank holiday weekend we've got coming up. Yeah. That is currently in process at the time of release because... Four days of it. I'm just going to... That is one of those times. I'm going to uh, I'm going to, to someone else's house and I'm just going to sit there and play video games. Oh, yeah. And then that's it. Like, I can wake up, go downstairs, play video games. Wow. Then maybe do a bit of exercise at lunchtime. Maybe have something to eat and then video games again. Nice. That's exciting. Is that for the whole weekend you go in? Mm, uh, until Saturday. Okay. And then probably heading back on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. Should be exciting. Sweet. Games all the time. Right. 
Are we ready for the the thing that um uh, what's it called? Uh, the big discussion. Yeah, that's on. Ah. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. This week it comes courtesy of Janet Wicks, who says, "What?" And then in quotes, "Bad games? Do you absolutely love?" For me, I can't get enough of Mass Effect Andromeda or Andromeda, if you want to get wrong pronunciation wrong. Yeah. about this. I know the story is lackluster, but I just really enjoy the gameplay and the mix of exploration and vehicle elements. Mm. Thank you, Janet. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Got any games that are conventionally considered bad? And uh, the, we should say the example of Mass Effect Andromeda, I think, gives us broader scope to talk about games that aren't. They're basically all games that aren't spectacular. Yeah, I should say because right. uh, Andromeda doesn't, you know, doesn't live up to the hype. You know that, that everyone's uh, the expectations everyone had for it. No, it's not a bad game per se. It's not. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I here's a bit of a hot take. I. I don't know if I would say, I wouldn't say prefer, but mm-hmm. I like the Simpsons Road Rage okay. almost, almost as much as Hit and Run, or they're wow. pretty much on par. I think I just really like the arcadey, crazy taxi yeah. uh, style. Um, I think it's more fast paced. I like that you can do your handbrake turn. There's a lot of like spinning, mm. sliding into the glowy circles. Yeah. Um, and you still get the kind of experience that you get from hit and run because you are going around and people are saying lines and quips and being characters mm. in uh, in the back of your car. You can go to different levels the further you go through the story. So, story. <laughs> I remember really enjoying uh, Road Rage. Yeah. And then when we did The Simpsons Ranked, we, we saw the critical reception. It was not good no, at all. No, I mean, it's been a long time since I played. I've probably not played yeah, it until pretty much, uh, since pretty much the the PS2 era. Yeah. Uh, maybe once since then for a video or a stream or something like that. But yeah. Um, but I just, I, I do always think when people talk about hit and run, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I quite liked Road Rage as well. Mm. But that's fine. Uh, I went through the worst games ever list um, before we came to the podcast to see if there are any of those that I actually don't mind. I thought, I mean, this is just an aside. I didn't even write this in my notes, but I thought the um, the Pirates of the Caribbean game was better than I thought it would be. Okay, I'm not for one moment suggesting I love that. Or From that worst I've, games ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or that I've even played that outside of worst games ever because I've not. Yeah. But it's probably one of the best worst games ever's we've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Starwinder, the ultimate space race, I have played a little bit outside of worst games ever. Before worst games ever, I should Before say. I've not played it since ever. then. Um, and uh, I talked about it on a video on the channel about just how much I love the the characters and the world building and stuff. I think that's interesting. Again, wouldn't say I love it. And the gameplay is dire. Uh, but I appreciate it for what it is, particularly for its age. I think it's got, there's a lot to be said for it considering how old it is. Yeah. Um, but probably the best answer, and it's something I've talked about many, many times on the podcast and across the channel. Uh, but uh, yeah, probably something that counts, I think, is Haven Call of the King. I mm-hmm. think the Metacritic review score for Haven Call of the King is a very nice 69. Nice. Which is actually all right. I mean, it's nearly 70%. So that's almost good. Mm. Uh, but we all know how it ends. I've talked about it ad nauseum. It just has no ending. You just get chained to a rock. And it's like, huh, see you in Haven 2. Which didn't happen. Oh, will you though? Will you? And gameplay-wise, it's a little bit wink-wonk at times. Like the, some of the 
like you have to you have to like destroy stuff with this tiny little yo-yo that has a really small hitbox. Yeah. And you know, there's things like that. And it it was described at the time, uh, it was a kind of a cutting edge thing. It was described as freeform gaming. Whoa. That was the the term that the developers coined for the okay. genre. Yeah. Which basically just meant sometimes there's vehicles, sometimes there's puzzles. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's all the genres. Freeform gaming it's called. Sure. And it's they still call it that to this day, don't they? Don't they? Yes they do. We all talk about freeform games. Jack Anisms. Yes. Um but uh no, that's I don't want to be too mean about the developers because they tried really hard on that game and uh I think they did a really good job overall. Mm. Uh but because you do have this freeform style, uh some of the things that you're doing are just not that good because you you throw in that many genres and you know different mission types and things into a game some of them are going to be duds mm. um so certainly from that point of view it's not a fantastic game and yet i do still really like it and yet and yet uh what about you ben well i am a man of immensely discerning taste mm-hmm. does that english sentence make sense in english in england yeah. Immensely discerning. Immensely discerning taste. Okay. Yes. Mm. Well, you know what I meant anyway. Yeah. Um, that's just an example of my taste levels, mm-hmm. uh, the use of that, uh, those words. But there are maybe a couple of games. Like, I love the Wales Interactive games. Yeah. They are not good. They are FMV games where you just make... They're basically DVD games. Mm -hmm. You just make a decision at at certain times. They are uniformly poorly written, poorly acted, with some very hokey special effects. Yeah. And I love all of them. They're not the kind of games I would play by myself. I enjoy them in one specific uh, scenario, and that is with other people. A, with other people. B, intoxicated. With alcohol, yeah. Yeah. And... And they are, I hope they never close because they're the best game developer ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be a, like, I've, I was desperately racking my brain to try and think of like a game that didn't have a fantastic critical reception. Yeah, me Couldn't too. Couldn't really think of any because I've definitely played a lot of crap games. I certainly have for Platinum Trophies, but none, I've, none of them have I thought, love that. Love that yeah. game. Um, there, are, there are good games that I've played that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't... I can't say that there are any that that I've played that weren't received very well that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I couldn't think of an answer that ticked both boxes. I could only think of games that were sort of okay and average that I really loved. Mm. Or if I could think of really bad games, I could think of some that... I thought were okay, but I couldn't think of a really bad game that I yeah. really loved. I didn't enjoy it as much at the time, but I have grown to really like it, and that is Borderlands the pre-sequel, right. which I think is probably the worst received of all the Borderlands games. Okay, um, I'd, I'd have to look up what the score is, but I don't imagine it's too far off what Mass Effect uh, Andromeda got in the end. But that was a game that just felt like kind of, NAF Borderlands 2 because it came out after Borderlands 2 yeah and then replaying it a couple of years ago I actually had a much greater appreciation for the writing and the gameplay as well I think maybe after Borderlands 3 or before Borderlands 3 I'm not entirely sure when I played it but I I really liked and do like the pre-sequel and I don't think that reviewed incredibly well 
But outside of that, we'd probably have to go back a long time, either to the PS1 or PS2 era, where I just didn't understand what critics were yeah or how a game could be bad i just thought oh maybe i'm just bad at this this one you know mm-hmm. not that it's rubbish yeah uh ps3 wise certainly i played some really some real stinkers but again i can't think of i really enjoyed eat led the return of matt hazard right which was basically one gigantic video game parody from start to finish it just apes loads of other tropes that game was terrible okay. like not good but i remember enjoying it enough at the time that i thought it was okay mm-hmm. uh you know he had just for no reason jumped down a warp pipe from mario it was, right. it was like a first person shooter and there were there were cutscenes and stuff and it was yeah just parodied loads of games right it wasn't good but i did like it so maybe that's my answer eat led the return of matt hazard okay where's the remaster of that yeah and where's bring that it back where's that one i uh i don't remember i I'm curious now how Tony Hawk's Underground 2 performed. Mm. It probably, you know, it being a Tony Hawk's game probably wasn't probably did all right. A bad thought. game, but I thought that was quite fun. I like I certainly like the first one as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that is probably objectively a better game. Uh Tony Hawk's Underground t- to Metacritic, yeah. 59%. Really? Well, oh, no, platform? sorry. That means it got 15. That's 59 reviews. Ah. 59 metas, uh, uh, critical reviews. Oh, yeah. 83%. Right. Okay. okay. That seems say, low. It's not that bad. Wow. Um, so, no, that also is not a bad that game count. that I... Uh, did I even love it? Probably not. I played it a lot as a child, but I had a limited library, so... Mm. Now can't I'd, really think of a good answer for this. I don't feel like games that were kind of lackluster back in the day... Um, really like that the the reviews were usually kind of all over the place yeah now were. now though i don't have time really to play games that i'm not super interested in or mm-hmm. that don't score really well you know everyone's saying you need to play this you've got to play this yeah so mass effect andromeda is a great example but it's the kind of one like i didn't get on with mass effect andromeda i tried to play it twice and i just couldn't get into it mm-hmm. um but wales interactive games though those are objectively not good, and they're also very entertaining, and I enjoy them very much. So I think that's it. I'm putting all my chips in yeah. on Wales Interactive. Mm-hmm. Go go play a Wales Interactive game, yeah. like a tenner. I can attest to that. It's a good choice. They're so good, bad. I love them. Yeah. Well, there we are. That's our big discussion, and that's the podcast. Why not let us know what you thought of all the things that we <laughs> talked about this week? Uh, of course, we will probably end up talking about what was shown at State of Play next week. We won't be doing live reactions because it's a bank holiday, and also it's at like 9pm or yeah. something. I think we are planning on doing live reactions to a Summer, Games, Summer Fest, Games Fest, which will be on a Thursday in a couple of weeks' time, probably extremely late in the evening, but mm-hmm. we will do a live stream uh, do some live stream coverage of that. Yeah, Peter, yes. if people want to find us, where can they get in touch? We are Team Triple Jump. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see all of our videos and live streams. If you've got Amazon Prime, part of the whole bundle is a free Twitch sub. It's free because it's part of the bundle. Uh, so spend that on us if you like. Uh, when we're streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we are modded by Lobrotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Thank you, mods. We've got social media presences at twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, actual live stuff happening on Facebook, which if you, if you see those happening, maybe just open it in a tab, mm. even if you're not really watching, because it would yeah. help us a lot. 
Um, thank you, Fraser, for looking after Twitter and Facebook for us. Uh, Fraser also, alongside Ashton, looks after TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump, where we post TikToks. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Yes. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Loads of rewards there, including, of course, asking questions on this podcast and being a podcast producer uh, and all sorts of other things, too. We've got a website, which is triple J dot MUP. That's triple J U dot MP. You can go to triple J dot MUP forward slash discord to get straight to our discord, which is modded by Jack, Joe, Tory and Hollowise. Mm. If you want to listen to the podcast in audio form, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can go to triple J dot MUP forward slash podcast. Uh, all of our live stream boards are uploaded to YouTube. You can just search it in YouTube or for a handy dandy link, you can go to triplej.mup forward slash VODs. Mm-hmm. We've got Cameo now. We all do. of us. That's me, Ben Ashton and Jimmy Jenkins. James Jenkins. If you go to triplej.mup forward slash Cameo, it will take you to a little portal page where you can access all of our Cameo accounts and request video messages for a very reasonable price. Mm. And finally, from me, triplejumpshop.com. Head there to look at all of our merchandise. Uh, and you can also follow at triplejumpshop on Twitter to get the very latest and greatest mm. updates um, from our shop team. You certainly can. Mm. You certainly can. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Twitter and Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. I bet Ashton's posting loads of really cool photos of Rome. Probably. Just looking like it's warm and nice. Just having a nice time. It's raining here. Mm-hmm. Rubbish. Uh, what else we got here? Lists. We got lists. We do them every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. We also live stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream Blaze it. on YouTube and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday being solo streams on Twitch. Uh, worst Games Ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. We do the podcast every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. So come check them out. We do. Why not leave a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. So this week, uh, After Dark, we do an additional podcast called After Dark. It's a fortnightly podcast for patrons of a certain tier that went out on Monday. Mm. So we hope you enjoyed that. That was a Peter and I special because Ashton is away, obviously. Yeah. Uh, also out this week was a video about the PlayStation 4's launch games where I played through all of them. It's been flipping ages since I last did one of these. I started putting this video together when I got COVID. Oh. At the end of March, I want wow, to say. Wow, yeah, that beginning is a, of April. a while. It's been ages. So mm. finally finished that one off. So hope you all enjoy that. Go and watch it. Uh, we did a sponsored stream on Endzone, a World Apart Survivor edition, uh, which is sort of a strategy uh, city management game where the world is buggered. Yes. And it's just been ported to consoles, that being Xbox Series and PlayStation 5. Uh, and you can go and watch the VOD on our VODs channel right now, mm-hmm. I assume. And there should be a quip scope for KO. The only, I mean, don't know why I'm saying like there's a question mark because. Uh, it's it's just a, qu- a case of whether I go ahead and do a, a monologue quip scope because no one mm. will be in to talk to me about it. Yes, so Peter's working one of the bank holidays. Talk so. on my own uh, on the Thursday um, about it. So I'm just in- undecided as to whether I do that. But I certainly have the time and resources to do so. So mm. I think... I will, and it will be available. There you go. There. It's decided. It's decided. So we hope you enjoyed that in the past Me tense. on my own talking because about that. probably been out by now. Yes. You might be surprised. Fraser might be in or something. You never know. He's probably True. He's Someone probably might be in. in. If Fraser's in, I'll talk to him about it. But uh, He's probably not what in. What about if there's a member of Cultaholic in? Shall I just like get one of them? 
Someone who knows you nothing if about... You, want. you could get Emma in here if you wanted. Could do. Just chat to Emma. Yeah. Put her on a chair. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Emma? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great question, <laughs> Emma. That's so good. Very good. Excellent. Well, there's just enough time to ask Peter once again what the sponsor of this week is. Yeah. Peter, what's the sponsor of this week is? I don't want any sniggering or snickering at all. Um, it's... It's double poo, double poo, we, colon... Hmm. which is where the, the poo comes That's from. That's where it comes from, yeah. Uh, poo K20 Poo. Brilliant. Can't wait to play that. Yeah, uh, get well soon, Ashton. I mean, but yeah, I hope you recover from your plop soon, Ashton. If you're watching slash listening in the UK, please enjoy your long bank holiday weekend mm. and uh, hopefully the Queen evolves successfully into Nido Queen. Nido Queen. Nido Queen. That's yeah. a very exciting time for us here in the UK. And if not, enjoy the rest of your weekends and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.